Have you ever looked at a prophecy in the Bible and wondered, why did God take so long to fulfill this? Or if the prophecy hasn't been fulfilled yet, the question becomes, why is he still waiting? And from our perspective, it seems as if God is moving too slowly. But when it comes to Bible prophecy and God's promises, sometimes there are long waits with good reasons behind them. We're going to look at a great example of this in this episode of Foreshadows Report. Welcome to Foreshadows Report. This is a podcast in which we learn how we can keep watch and find hope as we read the prophecies God has given to us in the Bible. This is Steve Miller. There are hundreds of prophecies in the Bible, and there are some that, when we read them, we wonder, why is God taking so long to fulfill this? In this episode, we're going to look at an example of this in King David's life. Fifteen years went by between the time he was anointed to become king and the time he was actually able to take the throne. Fifteen years is a long time. How did David handle this? What can we learn from his example? And why might God have waited so long? That's what we're going to talk about now. King Saul had failed miserably. He had made bad decisions and disobeyed God. It got to the point that God grieved over what was happening, and he told the priest, Samuel, that Saul had turned back from following me and had not performed my commandment. Not only had Saul disobeyed God, but he blamed other people for his action, and he lied to Samuel about what he had done. So Samuel told Saul, You have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. Note especially those words from 1 Samuel 15.28. The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day. As we'll see in a moment, these words are important. After the end of this conversation, Samuel departed from Saul in both anger and grief. In the next chapter, 1 Samuel 16, God told Samuel, Go, I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel took with him a horn filled with oil, which he would use to anoint Israel's next king. Upon arriving at Jesse's house, he asked for the son to be brought to him. Seven came forward. As soon as Samuel saw the eldest son, he thought, Surely the Lord's anointing is before him. But God said, Do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees, not as a man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. One by one, the remaining sons were rejected. Samuel was puzzled. He asked Jesse, Are all your sons here? As it turned out, 
the youngest son was still in the field, washing over some sheep. Samuel sent for him, and Jesse called for David to come before the priest. God told Samuel, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Little would anyone have anticipated that Israel's next king would be the youngest of eight sons, a teenager who did the dirty and lowly job of a shepherd. Even the wise and faithful Samuel had guessed wrong and was gently rebuked by God for being impressed by the eldest son. We can be certain that David had the shortest resume of Jesse's eight sons, but David had the one qualification God wanted for the nation's highest leader. He was a man after God's own heart. When our heart is entirely set apart for God, we become a vessel through which He can work. As we fully yield ourselves to Him, we become willing to do whatever God wants of us. A wholehearted obedience to God happens only when we possess a wholehearted love for Him and the things that He desires. That's what it looks like to be a person after God's own heart. Now here's where the story gets interesting. Remember what Samuel told Saul, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day. But nearly 15 years went by between the time when David was anointed king and he actually became king. Then another several more years went by before David was finally king over all of Israel. At the time that David was anointed, God had already rejected Saul. He had already torn the kingdom away from him. This would seem to indicate that David could rightfully take the throne anytime he wanted. David was already anointed. God had told Saul that he would give the kingdom over to David. But David ended up waiting 15 years. He didn't attempt to just take the throne from Saul, and there's a reason for this. Just as David had been anointed by God, he knew that Saul had been anointed by God. David recognized that just as the raising up of kings is in God's hands, so is the taking down of kings. One of the reasons David was willing to wait was because he trusted God's sovereignty. He knew God was in control and did not want to interfere. As time went on, David became so successful as a warrior and so popular among the people that Saul became jealous of David to the point that Saul tried to kill him. This forced David to flee into the wilderness and Saul and his army chased after David. While Saul was hunting down David, there came two different opportunities for David to kill Saul. David's friends even urged him to put Saul to death, but David refused. The first time, David rebuked these men. In 1 Samuel 24, 6, he said, The Lord forbid that I should put out my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. The second time, in 1 Samuel 26.10, David said, As the Lord lives, the Lord will strike him, or his day will come to die, 
or he will go down into battle and perish. David was saying that Saul's death would not happen because of anything David did. David refused to strike down Saul. Twice he said, The Lord forbid that I should put my hand against the Lord's anointed. David waited a long time to become king. That's because he was committed to God's timing, which is always right. God was the one who had appointed Saul, and David would let God remove him. David knew that to go against Saul would have been to go against God. So he waited for God to open the door for him to become king. David didn't want to run ahead of God or to force God's hand. So what can we learn from this? There are times when we will look at a situation and we will wonder, why hasn't God acted sooner? Yet his timing and his reasons are always perfect. It's as we wait on God that our character, our trust, and our patience are built. It's as we wait on Him that we draw nearer to Him and show a greater dependence on Him. It's as we wait that we stay in sync with God's will and His ways. We won't always know why God takes a long time to fulfill certain prophecies, but we can trust that God has good reason. In David's case, remember that he was just a teenager when he was anointed. He was young. It's very likely God wanted to give David more leadership experience. A king has to be able to make wise decisions in difficult circumstances. During this wait, David also gained a lot of military experience. This equipped David to be able to drive Israel's enemies out of the land and bring peace to Israel. In some of the Psalms that David wrote, we read about the struggles he faced when enemies pursued him or people abandoned him. In these Psalms, David cries out to God for help. God wanted a king who would look to him for wisdom and guidance. Every king has enemies, and God wanted David to learn the importance of seeking him first before taking action and carrying out justice. During those 15 years, there were no wasted opportunity. This was David's training period. As it turned out, David was the greatest king Israel ever had. During his reign, Israel was both powerful and prosperous, and David was an example to the people of what it looked like to be devoted to God. When God anointed David the teenager, David had the most important qualification in place. He was a man after God's own heart. He had the right heart. Everything else that David needed to know to become a great king, God taught him over those next 15 years. David didn't become impatient. He waited on God. It wasn't easy, but at the right time, God handed Saul's throne over to David. Anytime we look at a prophecy or a promise from God and we wonder, why is he taking so long? We can be absolutely certain that he has his reason. This teaches us that when it comes to Bible prophecy and God's promises, 
We need to trust God's timing. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Foreshadows Report. God's prophecy to David is just one of many in which God waited a long time before he fulfilled it. There are other times in the Bible where people had to wait a long time, such as when Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years to have a son. And today, we're waiting for Christ's return. It's been 2,000 years since Jesus told his followers to keep watch, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. God has many reasons for this wait, a major one being that he is patient, not wanting people to perish. That's what 2 Peter 3.9 tells us. In mercy, he is allowing time for the lost to seek him. So as we wait, we don't want to waste the time, but to use it well, praying for and reaching out to the lost and we want to be actively serving our master as we wait for his return. If you've found yourself spiritually encouraged by these podcasts, I hope you'll share about them with others. By way of background, this podcast had its beginning with my book, Foreshadows, which looks at 12 major clues that Christ's return is nearer than ever. In this book, I share about the events in today's world that serve as very strong signs that we are closer than ever to the end time. If you haven't read Foreshadow, or you know someone who would benefit from reading it, you can order it from my website, stevemillerresources.com. You'll also find all my previous podcast episodes listed there. Again, all of this is found at stevemillerresources.com. In closing, I want to thank Harvest House Publishers for making this podcast possible. And once again, thank you for listening.